Hello, and welcome to the Just Bible No Fluff podcast. My name is Katie, and here it's all about the unfiltered Bible without any extras. Join me for a focused journey through faith, uncovering the truths that truly matter. Today, we are going to be discovering some biblical insights from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. So grab your Bibles and let's dive in. The text reads, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life in your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So let's start by zooming out. So the book of Romans was a letter written by Paul to the Roman congregation. The congregation was both Jewish and Gentile. Now, at the time when Paul wrote this letter, there was a lot of conflict because at some point in history, The emperor at the time sent the Jewish people away for several years. I don't know the details of that or why, but he sent the Jewish people away. And then they finally got to come back. And in the meantime, when they were gone, this congregation became a Gentile-only congregation. So the two people had to merge. The Jewish people, who had a lot of background and beliefs in the Torah, and they still had that mindset of the law of the Torah, mixed with the Gentile people who did not have the law of the Torah in their brains. So as you can imagine, there was lots of arguments. There was division. And that's where Paul heard about the congregation having problems. So he wrote them a letter. 
So at this point, we're going to back up and briefly talk about chapter seven, because that merges into the chapter we're talking about in chapter eight. So chapter seven is all about how the Torah, those 600 something laws of Moses brought sin and then brought more sin. So the example of this is there's a set of laws. People break them. That means there needs to be more laws. People break them. That means there needs to be more laws. It's a paradox. It's never ending. That's what was happening from the Torah to now. Something needed to change to break the cycle. So that's where we start in verse in chapter eight. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So there is now no condemnation. Why? Because the law brought condemnation. The law brought people to sin. The sin made more laws, so on and so on. That paradox. Verse 2 says, For the law, that's the Torah, the old law, of the spirit of life has set you free. So the law of the spirit is different than the law of the Torah. The law of the spirit is God's plan. It has set us free. Remember that paradox? It said something needed to break the chain. This is it. It's setting us free from that never ending paradox. It continues and said, we are free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Sin and death, that is our future without Christ. So in verse three, it says, for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh. Remember the flesh, meaning the sin, the things we're supposed to do, we don't do, we fall short of it. And then never ending cycle. The verse continues by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for the sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. So he sent Jesus for our sins. He sent him in flesh to cover our flesh. These are two different types of flesh he's talking about. He sent Jesus in the flesh, that means physical, to cover our physical sins. So in verse four, it says, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So are we walking according to the flesh? Are we walking according to the spirit? It's saying those are two different paths. You will see a different lifestyle for the two different paths. It continues and says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. So if we're in the flesh, we're going to do things in the flesh. We're going to think about things. We're going to think about the world. We're going to be in the world. We're going to do things in the world. Even if they're not bad things, if our brain is constantly thinking about things in the current, like in our current life, our hobbies, our families, our cars, our money, sports, things we like, things we're reading, then our mind is in the world. 
But it continues. Here's the thing. It said, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So are we doing Spirit-like things? We could take this even further. What, what are Spirit-like things? Fruit of the Spirit is what first comes to my mind. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Are we showing love to people when they don't deserve it? Are we doing good deeds just because we believe in God and want to show God's love to others? Our actions show which path we're on. Are we the path where our mind is on the flesh or are we the path where our mind is on the spirit? In verse 6, it says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Do you want life and peace? Or do you want death? That's a pretty easy choice if we think about it. We want life. We want peace. But to do that, we have to set our minds on the spirit. Verse 7 says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. We are hostile to God. Guys, this is big. We're hostile to God. We're not just, we're not just kind of friends with him on Sundays or Wednesdays. No, we're hostile. We're enemies. If we're not living in the spirit, we're enemies to God. And we have death upon our lives. So it continues and says, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. If we're in the world, we're not going to submit to God's law. We're not going to want to. We're not going to want to change. We're not going to want to take a mirror and look at ourselves openly to see how we could change to be of the Spirit instead. Because most of the time, being in the Spirit means sacrifice. It means giving up things you want to do to spend more time with God. It's tough, but it's something that we have to do to choose life and peace. In that verse, in verse 8, it says, Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. God will never look at us and say, Well done, if we are choosing the world. That will never be heard. To get the phrase, Well done, we have to be in the Spirit. Verse 9 says, You, however, are not in the flesh. Here's the good news. We're in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. So if we have Christ, the Spirit dwells in us, guys. So anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. We don't belong to God if we don't have the Spirit. We don't belong to Him. We're enemies. We have death on our shoulders if we don't belong to Him and are in the Spirit. Verse 10 says, But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, our body is dead because of sin. This is another negative word. Dead. It says, The Spirit 
is life because of righteousness. What is righteousness? It's God's justice. It's his right. It's his perfect plan. The plan of redemption, his unfailing love from the book of Genesis to the end of Revelation, where we are his plan. He wants us to be saved. He wants us to come back to him, to choose the spirit, to be on his team, to have life and have peace and not be his enemy. And it says the spirit of life because of his righteousness. And then it continues in verse 11. It says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So the spirit of Jesus, that it will dwell in us. He who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwell in you. Now, there's something very interesting going on in this text that I noticed. We see the word spirit a lot, and we see the word flesh a lot, don't we? I've said the word flesh and spirit a lot in this podcast. But if you go through this text, you'll see the word flesh is written 10 times, at least by my count. And the word spirit is 11 times. There is more spirit than flesh. There's a spirit to cover every flesh. And isn't that like how our lives are? If we have chosen to follow Jesus, God will always be there to cover us and give us his spirit if we continue to choose him and put away the flesh. So we're in debt to God. We need him. So today, because of that debt, are you thinking about your actions and how it affects your eternal salvation? Or are you thinking about how your mind affects your eternal salvation? Every day we have to take up our cross every single day. It's a new day. Will your mind be thinking upward to heaven or will your mind be thinking outward to the world? Our mind can choose life or death. What will your mind choose today? Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Just Bible No Fluff podcast. New episodes every Monday. Remember, the beauty of the Bible lies in its direct impact on our lives. Stay connected, stay faithful, and keep diving into the unfiltered wisdom of God's Word. Until next time, this is Katie signing off, wishing you a day filled with purpose and faith.